Thanks for tuning in today to the NateHoldridge.com podcast, where we're taking a look at some of the articles that Pastor Nate has written at NateHoldridge.com and just going a little bit deeper into them. Today, we're talking about the vision statement for Calvary Monterey, which is Jesus Famous. Let's get into it. Jesus Famous, this is what we long to see. But why? What does the fame of Christ produce? Why would this be so wonderful to see? Why would we lay down our lives for this? What would be the result? When a man or a church is famous, a semblance of fruit exists, but it's artificial. It perishes. For a vision to be beautiful enough to die for, Jesus must be king of the heart. So we fix our eyes on this, the fame of Christ. We know fulfillment in no other. We know when Jesus becomes famous in an individual heart or community, great health flows. This is our vision. This is our prayer, Jesus famous. Jesus famous, Jesus famous, Jesus famous, Jesus famous. I'm going to add in some claps oh, later. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I just had to get like some inspiration. It's like we do on Sundays when we do the, the hands in on three Jesus, you know? <laughs> just got to go for it. That is like the weakest pregame <laughs> celebration that I've ever been a part of. I always feel like oh, I'm with man. all these non-athletic athlete, former athlete people when our worship team and I put our hands in the circle <laughs> And go, one, two, three, Jesus. <laughs> I, I always feel like there's a proper like rhythm to all this, and I feel like musicians would understand it, but you guys are always coming in true. late on the Jesus. I know. You don't know what to do with your hands. I'm it's like, true. Did you guys never play organized sports or or what? But whatever. I don't know if anybody could tell, but I used to play football. Like <laughs> I played football four years of high school, man. <laughs> I can tell you, honestly, I've never once been in a locker room <laughs> ever, but I, I love that. So much. I just love that so much. Jesus famous. This is the vision of Calvary Monterey. We want to see Jesus famous. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, we're making a podcast just to kind of share with you just why this is the vision of our church. Nate, can you guys talk us through that a little bit? What, why, why, why Jesus famous? Well, I I think, you know, for us, part of the reason for that is because that is a non-ethnocentric or man-centered vision statement. Yeah, it's true. So that's a big part of it because for believers, you know, our desire and purpose in life is to bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. So it felt, I think, to us that if we had a vision statement that was um, about people, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what we want to have happen to you. Mm. And this is what, you know, you're going to get from this, you know, kind of thing. It just felt like, well, then you're perpetuating the very thing that Jesus died on the cross to save us from. Yeah, He's trying to help us get rid of the self and an overly, you know, self-centered kind of existence. So that's, I think, Mm. part of it, you know, that what we really want to want, what we really want to see is the fame of Christ in a community and in individual people, 
uh, less of a vision for self and more of a vision for the Lord. Yeah. And then I think probably another part of it too is just um, we really have a heart and and really want to see uh, the Lord famous as opposed to the servants of the Lord famous, yeah, you know, and that can be a temptation in modern ministry with social media and all that, you know, it can be uh, really easy to make yourself the center of the of focus, you yeah, know, and, true. and it's, you have to really kind of work hard to, you know, avoid that and everything. So I think that's a big part of it. But the biggest reason for us is because uh, I think we have felt personally how much when the Lord has become famous in our own hearts, oh, how yeah. it's just set us free from mm-hmm. so much just junk. And, you know, to have the gospel get inside of our hearts and to receive Christ and, and for the fame of what he did, you know, Jesus talking about, you know, I'll, I'll, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men to mm-hmm. myself, you yeah. know, and what he did there upon that cross when it gets inside your brain, your heart, your soul, your spirit, your emotions, when it really, you know, permeates everything inside of you, it just sets you on fire and it oh, sets yeah, you free from true. so much sin. It creates the motivation, the like why of so much of the what that we talk about mm-hmm. in the body of Christ. So, you know, I think for us, we just kind of recognized, man, when the Lord is famous in an individual or in a church, uh, in a community, uh, great things happen. Yeah, I definitely want to ask you about those great things that do happen, because I think that there are some beautiful things that happen from that. But I want to kind of go back for a second. I love how you talked about just Jesus being the center of Mm. things, not man not servants, but Jesus being the center, being the one who's truly lifted up. In your article, you talk about Jesus being like the set, like the center point, kind of focal point of scripture. Can you kind of talk us through that? Because that's one of the things I know for me being at this church, seeing Jesus as like the center mm-hmm. or me like the direction that scripture is pointed towards mm-hmm. has really helped me embrace that mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. Jesus famous. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's totally possible to find passages in the Bible where every little nook and cranny illusion is not about Jesus directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, according to Revelation 19. And Jesus mm-hmm. on the road to Emmaus, he said, you know, these things that, that Moses wrote, the Old Testament, these are they that testify of me. And, you know, from the very beginning of the book of Genesis, you know, moving forward, there's an anticipation Hmm. of Jesus and types of Jesus and foreshadowings of Jesus. And then obviously the New Testament, you know, gives us the life and times and ministry of Jesus. And then the result of belief in Jesus as the gospel about him spread throughout the known world in a way that was actually kind of surprising for yeah. a guy that only had a three-year ministry that was you know, fairly well-known in his region, but not a world-renowned mm. figure, uh, but so captivated the hearts of his people and then filled them with his spirit uh, after ascending that they just did electric things for him for 
uh, many years, and then the epistles testifying to what the community of Jesus people believe and then look like, how we mm-hmm. operate, and then of course the book of Revelation anticipating his second coming, his mm-hmm. return yeah. to take us home to be with him and to um, you know, put in order all things and bring in the new heavens and the new earth. So really, I mean, it's Beautiful. all about the Lord. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about yeah. the Lord. The Bible is all about Jesus and points towards him, speaks of him. Uh, so, you know, I, I've definitely heard exposition, verse by verse teaching, you know, breaking down a text where Jesus is just kind of absent, you know, mm-hmm. and you're getting like the technical details of the text and you're learning what is being said, but Christ and the spirit of Christ is not there, is mm-hmm. not present. So... You know, for us, we felt like, yeah, you know, we're a church that loves the Bible. We absolutely love the Bible. And, you know, our form of ministry is to, um, you know, take books of the Bible and go through them verse by verse. So um, that's what we're about. But we just anticipated and saw if we do that without highlighting the Lord and his message, the gospel, you know, every week and, you know, talking about him, then we've kind of missed the mark. We need to build him highly uh, up in the minds of people because there's no way that we can exalt him enough. You know, there's no way that we would ever say anything that's like, well, that's a little too much of a focus on Jesus. (laughs) It's like, if anything, we're just not doing it enough. Yeah. So we want to as the word is being presented, we really want that to be unleashed in people's hearts. Yeah. And unleashed in people's hearts. I think that's a really cool way of saying it. Um, You said in your article, if Jesus were famous in our entire community, we would see massive healing. Perhaps healing is not a strong enough word. We would see resurrection. The great resurrection is future. And you kind of go into talking about resurrection, but this idea that if Jesus was seen as famous in our community, there would be resurrection. Um, I know I just told you before we even started recording that I, I almost, I got kind of emotional reading that because <laughs> I long to see that in our community. I really do just to see lives restored and healed. But you list out some really cool things that we would probably see mm. that we would see if Jesus was famous in our community. Can you kind of talk us through that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, resurrection, I feel like it's a great word because yeah, uh, what we see is death mm-hmm. all around us. You know, you see uh, people that are entrenched in lifelong systematic uh, poverty. It's mm. just death. You see people that are addicted to and giving themselves over and over again to uh, pornography and mm-hmm. sexual activity that is only serving to further enslave them rather than give them any sense of joy or freedom. Mm. Uh, you're seeing people who are given over to addiction to some kind of substance that, you know, all of this is just death. You're seeing actual death itself, physical mm-hmm. uh, death in in just, you know, old age and, you know, the we call it natural, you mm-hmm. know, causes, yeah. um, which is just so unnatural to mm-hmm. us. We're not made for that. But then you see death in the forms of violence and murder. And and then there's abuse, you know, of people and taking advantage of people and children. And, and uh, you know, all of these things, it's just, it's just death. You see anger, um, hatred, racial divide. This is all a form of death. Mm-hmm. You know, in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely 
die, God had said. And, you know, that just brought into human existence depravity and, and, and just a, um, an enslavement to right. sin. And, and it is it is death. Mm-hmm. You know, it is death. It is spiritual death. It is physical death. It is emotional death. So, you know, the Lord, he comes in. And, yeah, there's that great and final day of the resurrection where this flesh, for those who are believers, will put on, you know, immortality. And this inglorious will put on glory. That day comes. But it's so beautiful right now to have these various facets of our lives resurrected. So, yeah, when Jesus people are just going for it and that life of Christ is pumping through them and Jesus is famous, you know, Poverty gets addressed. Pornography addiction gets addressed. Anger and wrath gets addressed. Uh, you know, children are treated well. Women mm-hmm. are treated yeah. well. Uh, you know, there's resurrection. These areas of death begin to evaporate, and mm-hmm. you know, life begins coming back to people. So, yeah, that's that's what I was kind of alluding wow. to there. Yeah, that's so powerful. That's just the gospel message coming to life inside of people's lives and man just um, even just thinking for a moment about what that could look like in our community is just so beautiful it's almost like seeing jesus famous in your own life kind of causes a person to want to see jesus famous in other people's lives and that's kind of what i think we probably try to have bleed into our church right that's how we lead our church i think it's a you know the proverbs talk about the beginning of wisdom being the fear of the lord and and what that means is like this just you're awesome. Hmm. You know, I revere you. You're incredible. And I think that that's part of what we're saying with hmm. Jesus famous. You know, I, I remember sitting there years ago, uh, Bob Hoekstra was teaching a Bible study through the book of Ephesians and he just kept talking over and over about grace, uh, over and over again about grace and what it means to be in Christ. Hmm. And I'd sat through listening to him teach the book of Galatians before that. And he just kept talking about God's grace and, um, I just felt like it was uh, slightly repetitive, and I just, you know, yeah. kind of in my my na- my naive heart, I, mm-hmm. I was wanting and thinking, you know, this is great, but can't we move into the deeper things? And I remember he was teaching out of Ephesians 1, and something he said, just like the way he said it and just the Spirit's timing in my life, I, I, uh, I started to get how much I didn't get it. Wow. You know, I started to understand, you know, I've been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at what he has accomplished for me. And it became so massive mm. in that moment. And I just kind of realized, wow, I, I, I have barely understood the glory of Christ and what he has done for me. I want to, I just want to know him. I want to, I want to do whatever I can to get that inside my heart more than I have it inside my heart yeah. right now. And that that fear, that reverence, that sense of awe of the Lord has been so helpful to me in my own life, you know, and because mm. that follows you around everywhere you go. Oh yeah. So, you know, to to see that in people's lives, you know, more and more would just be so powerful. You know, mm. that's why we did that's what we have a vision for, you know, yeah. just people capturing a, 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 an appreciation and love for Christ and what he's done. You know, nothing yeah. nominal but passionate and real. Hmm. That's so good. I know this isn't a conversation necessarily about Calvary's mission statement 
with the vision statement, but I think it's kind of hard to ignore the mission statement as well of our church mm-hmm. with um, our vision. And I only say that because I just want to hear your heart about it. Like, how does Calvary Monterey lead people into that? What does that look like for us mm-hmm. as a church? Well, I mean, it's really similar to, I think, the way a lot of churches describe it. You know, usually there's a there's the three concepts of Mm -hmm. what a church is to be about, you know, upward and inward and outward, you know, kind of concept. And so for us, we say it, you know, that we, we, our mission is to honor God and to nurture believers and to proclaim to the world. And there's a couple different ways that we do that in each one of those Mm -hmm. categories. So for us, you know, like Jesus famous in the honoring God, you know, category of our mission statement, you know, we think about those Sunday services, you know, are, are we exalting Christ every time we get together? You know, I don't like a friend of mine who's a military guy, he shared with me, you know, when I go to a new community and I have to look pretty quickly for a new church because my family needs to get acclimated to this new place rather quickly. He said, I give them two weeks to share the gospel, you know, and to, whether it's in the message or after the message to, to straightforwardly declare what Christ accomplished on the cross. He said, you know, if I don't hear that, then I just, I know that that's not the place for me. I need to hear of the cross of Christ because without that, what are we, you know? So to ask that about our Sunday services, you know, are the songs that we're singing entirely man-centered or is there an exaltation of Christ and what he's accomplished and what Mm -hmm. he's performed and the gift of the spirit that he's now given to us or anticipating his soon return for us as his people? Is there a glorying over the blood of Jesus? You know, is there Mm -hmm. communion is in the message? We are, are we hearing about the Lord and what he's accomplished and done? Is he the hero of the message or is man the hero uh, of the message? You know, do we leave grateful for what he's done and Mm -hmm. wanting now to respond to his love or do we leave pumped up about the five things that we're going to do to make our Mm -hmm. lives better in our own strength so that has a lot to do with it and then nurturing believers you know as we're gathered together in community there's got to be all kinds of grace for each other understanding that what the grace that christ has given to us there's a motivation to say hey we want to live for the lord look look how he lived for us look how he died for us you know we want to live for him and then obviously in the proclaiming to the world it's like well what do you have to proclaim <laughs> yeah. if you're not proclaiming jesus christ you mm. know so that's a, a huge part of what we're about yeah I love that so much. And that really does, I mean, that's a great overview of it. It really does bleed into just the way we operate here at the church to the different ministries that yeah, we I think do. So. Yeah, and the way we do life groups and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and uh, I think when that's the case, I mean, Paul talked in Ephesians about uh, Jesus being, well, and in Colossians about Jesus being the head you know, yeah. the head and that we are the body of Christ, but mm. he is the head of the body. He is the head of the church. And, you know, I mean, in, in our context, in our church setting, you know, I'm, I'm the, the, uh, senior pastor of our church or mm. lead pastor of our church. I do, you know, on Sundays, especially a bulk of the teaching, you know, um, and that's just, you know, what we do. We're not, team teaching, you know, a plurality of elders, uh, even though that we, you know, function that way a lot right. and just our mm-hmm. everyday, you know, experience of how we lead the church. But, you know, the reality is the Lord is the one who is the head of the yeah. church. 
It takes a lot of pressure off the leadership for one, because you're just, you know, you're leaning upon the Lord. It's his church. It doesn't belong to us. It's his. So the things he wants to do, the stuff he wants to add, the people he wants to add, like that's all the Lord. It's his decision. But then also it really helps kind of prepare the people for whatever God wants to do, because Um, You know, when you have that concept that the Lord is the head of your life and of your fellowship and of your church and he's famous, well, it really helps because you're not, you know, following a man, you're not following a church, Mm -hmm. but you're giving yourself to the church that Christ died for. And I think it creates a more healthy and real and radical devotion to your local church when Jesus is famous in your heart than it does when... You know, you're just head over heels in love with maybe like the messenger mm. uh, rather than the message, you know, rather than Jesus himself. So the more the more that gets into our hearts, I think the healthier we are. I think you're right. See, that's what we long to see in people's hearts is to see Jesus famous in their hearts. But also just as a church, we want to see Jesus as always the authority mm. mm-hmm. and the head leading our church and leading our people. I think that's so good. I'm glad you said it like that. Yeah, I mean, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Amen. but Nate Holdridge is going to die. <laughs> you know, one day NateHoldridge.com is going to have a straight 404 page. You know, it's going to be nothing. So, you know, the, but the Lord, he continues on. You know, when he ascended, he gave to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. And every single one of those people has died. Yeah. And moved on. We have a current generation of them. But from the very beginning, it's Jesus who gave those people. And it's Jesus who will continue to give those people once the current iteration of those people passes off the mm. scene. Yeah. So it's about the Lord. It's about him. All about you him. Know? Yeah. yeah. That's good. I think we're just about out of time, Nate. Is there anything else you want to say about this vision of Jesus Famous? You know, the word, the Bible, it's the word of Christ. You know, it speaks about him. It talks about him. It teaches us about him. And I would just encourage you to really dig into knowing the Lord more in mm-hmm. your own life. You yeah. know, if uh, if you are in a place where y- your appreciation for Christ is not maybe where it needs to be, maybe like the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, you've kind of wandered a little bit or left your first love, I encourage you to get back to those mm-hmm. Gospels. Yeah. Get back to Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53 and Genesis 22 and begin looking again at, at the Lord and what he's accomplished and what he's done. You know, Feast on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, read the book of Romans and see what Christ has done. Get back into his word and think about him you know as you're reading all the different kings in old testament history think about the king of kings and the Mm. lord of lords who is so much better than any of those guys ever could be or ever were and you know become fascinated with jesus once again so you know just just Mm. get your eyes upon him amen it's so good thank you nate for that yeah man hey just as we're closing out um how can people keep in touch with you how can we follow your your ministry things you're doing things you're writing yeah, of course, it's just nateholdridge.com. Um, would love to have you, you know, come out and check out different articles. This is this particular article that we were talking about today was nateholdridge.com slash 28. Uh, if you want to read that in its entirety or share it. And then also just at nholdridge on Twitter. Um, would love to connect with you there. That's perfect. You share articles, you share pictures of your new dog. 
uh, <laughs> running schedules. <laughs> he has not made it onto the internet yet, Soon. and I, 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 I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I think I think he's gonna be a uh, a personal dog and not a worldwide <laughs> web dog. <laughs> I'll just tell everybody he's black and white, just like the website. It's perfect. Yeah, it fits in totally. so well. <laughs> awesome. Well, God bless you. Talk to you next time. Thanks, Riley. Thanks for tuning in today to this conversation about Calvary Monterey's vision statement, Jesus Famous. You can read the article that this conversation was pulled from at nateholdridge.com 28. And if you'd like to have articles regularly sent to your email inbox, then be sure to sign up for that at nateholdridge.com as well. While you're online, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave a review, and also be sure to follow Pastor Nate's ministry on Twitter at nholdridge. That's it for this week. We'll see you guys next time. God bless.